into the online broadcast network. AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV. The destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to the UFC on AfterBuzz TV. My name is Darian Baronado, and you can find me on you're Twitter. Not, you're not Darian. Shut up, man. I oh, you sound, you sound like Darian. I can pull this off. You sound I like can Daria. do this. You look like Darian. Thank you. you. What? Huh? You can find me at b 28 on Twitter. In fact, actually, JTan716, of course. Daria out for the uh, episode, but we'll be back next week. So, filling in here, uh, of course, my partner in crime, George Hermosa. C. And two guests here, um, Chuck, uh, Chuck Ludwig. Sorry, guys, I got to copy, uh, I got to check to my notes here. Chuck Ludwig <laughs> and Isla Erickson, uh, both of whom um, BJJ practitioners and, uh, and the Sambo uh, expert mm-hmm. uh, from the local SoCal community. We're going to get into their, uh, their stories a little bit later, but uh, give your... Uh, Give your Twitter accounts there. Oh, at Chuck Ludwig. Uh Uh-huh. That's where you can find... Also, I'm a comedian, so you can find all my stand-up dates there. And I'm at the Defila. Nice. What is the Defila? Tell us about that real quick. Oh, um, I have a line called Defila, and it's... A clothing line. Yeah, clothing line. It's athletic, geared toward female MMA, and it's, like, fun. No pink fonts. Gotcha. I like (laughs) that. For tough chicks. No no wings on the back, please? No wings. No, like, fearless. All right. <laughs> well, look, we're here talking about uh, Fight Night 63, which happened on Saturday. That was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Yesterday From morning. Yesterday morning. Yeah, a rare and afternoon. It was America. Usually they have the early shows when it's like mm-hmm. overseas, but no, it was America. And Virginia. the explanation to that, I have a theory, but... Uh, well, I don't yeah. know, man. What's your theory? March Madness. I believe the TV schedule. I don't. I don't follow basketball too Maybe. much, but I know that uh, March Madness has been gearing up. We're into the last... I think this is the the... I thought Easter egg hunt. That's what I thought. They want to start early. Perhaps get it done. some of that too. Yeah, two, two for two there. Um, Ariel Hawani was suggesting it might have been uh, in nod to uh, Passover and Pesach ah. dinners and stuff like that. But um, I, I do think that the Fox TV deal probably had a little bit to play in that. But anyway, Fairfax, Virginia, Chad Money Mendez over uh, Ricardo Lamas, and uh, we'll run down the uh, the results real quickly here. Opening it up, Ron Stallings. With a unanimous decision over Justin Jones, Timothy Johnson, with a TKO in the first over uh, Shamil Abdurhamidov, and uh, Alexander Yakolev getting the decision over Gray Maynard, Liz Carmouche. I believe that was the uh, was that the headliner of the Fox card. Yes, it was. Yep. Three round decision. Who's beeping there? We got <laughs> live internet for you. I thought my phone was dead. <laughs> We're actually, let's take calls here. The, by yeah. the way, that reminds me, yeah, 424-253-0504. If you want, question, you want to ask us questions, guys, don't call Isla. Yeah. It's a miracle that she got her number, frankly, first time she's on the show. But uh, that's the number again, 424-253-0504 for this studio. Uh, on Twitter, if we've got a live... I think uh, it was 424 After Buzz. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. 
Maybe. <laughs> Somebody worked that out. And uh, on the live feed, going along with this uh, YouTube chat here, uh, or Twitter, hashtag ABTVUFC. So talk to us. We're live for the next hour here. Uh, continuing on, though, Liz Carmouche with a uh, decision over uh, Lauren Murphy. Dustin Poirier making his return up to 155 against uh, Carlos Diego Ferreira. Clay Guida over Robbie Peralta also at, oh no, that was uh, 145, I believe. But yeah. Clay talking about going up to 155 after his unanimous decision over Robbie. Juliana Pena making a return to the UFC after a year's hiatus over yeah, Milana Dudieva. Your girl there, eh? Yeah, I love her. Nice. <laughs> Uh, TKO in the first, really wicked uh, elbows and punches there. Good for her on the return. Michael Chiesa, uh, winner from Ultimate Fighter um, 15. There you go. That's why George is here. With a, another unanimous decision over Mitch Clark, Al Iaquinta with a bit of a controversial split decision over uh, George or Jorge Masvidal. And in the main event, as we said, Chad Money Mendez over Ricardo Lamas it was a first round finish. Um, why did I not list it here like that? Oh, uh, TKO in the first. Just look at my own notes. Mm -hmm. Guys, what do you think about the show? Uh, kind of an anomaly, like we said, schedule-wise. Right. Um, and, you know, not necessarily one of their bigger crowds, but I, I think possibly the first or maybe only the second time that they've been to uh, Fairfax. Uh, not, a, not a regular stop for them. This event was the third that the organization has hosted at the venue. That's what I said, number yeah. three. And first since 2012. Your memory is amazing. Oh, Wikipedia. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> Jorge, that, Jorge that, that one was Wikipedia, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I thought it was a lot of great fights on, on, the, mm -hmm. on the card. Uh, the, uh, the thing with Al was kind of... Kind of took the show though for his you post fight know. interview. Yeah, is yeah. getting booed a little bit, and I don't know. I I like that kind of entertainment mm -hmm. and that heart. I mean, he got beat up in the first round, bad. Yeah, he got beat, mm -hmm. I mean, he was bleeding everywhere. That cut's going to take a while to heal, mm -hmm. and then he came back in and 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 kind of redeemed himself at least in the third. And you know, when it goes to a decision, yeah, it's the judge's call, and it, it sucks to get booed. And I like the yeah. the way he handled it, even yeah. though they cut the audio like as soon as you possible. Can, you can tell what yeah. he said. Yeah, well, he's from Long Island, so you know there's going to be a few f bombs, like just just in casual conversation, you know. Right. So, uh, yeah, I, in his marriage matrimony yeah, vows, hey, there listen. will probably be some f bombs. Yeah, uh, f yeah. I'll stay with you for life. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm that. I was in there with you from the beginning, and you and like that. Was, yeah. And, well, okay. Uh, is that an I do? Yeah, we'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you guys? Uh, how did you score that one? Ah, well, I'm from New York, and yeah. I've seen Al fight for years out locally in New York. So all for Al, but in reality, I, I thought he probably only won the third round. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it was, it was a close fight, mm -hmm. and he was bloody, so it's always like, you know, when someone looks visibly hurt, yeah, you kind of take that into account, like... But he had such heart, so it's, mm -hmm. you know, that's kind of the problem with a, a round-based scoring system where it's like he might have, yeah. at the end, he looked like he was winning, but you can't ignore those first two rounds. Yeah. In, um, we've talked about this in, in the past, the, the issues with scoring and, you know, how it should change, um, as well as kind of thinking outside the box rather than doing a 10, a boxing. Uh, 10 must. 10 must, yeah. Um, I've heard somebody even talk about starting from zero and earning points upward. 
So because it's more of a three-dimensional sport, mm-hmm. it's not just bunching. You got kicks, you got control, you yeah. got wrestling, um, and, and submission work as well. You know, you got to earn or you, you take points for what you earn, right? which is an interesting which, theory. Yeah, that's a great move because then you could have fights where somebody, oh, he didn't just beat him. He beat him by 40 points, which, yeah. is, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Uh, I was always a fan of the way Pride did it, where it was mm-hmm. it was judged round across the whole. Round. It was the whole fight, though. They would they would judge it and say, well, if you if you do great for the first, I think it was like a five-minute and a ten-minute round. If you do ten, then a five. Ten, and then five. Yeah. If you did great the first 13 minutes and then sucked at the end, they you lost yeah. the fight, which... Mm-hmm. You know, it's a There's fight. Something to be said for yeah, it's a fight. You mm-hmm. if you don't have the gas the to go the whole thing, it's like that's on your training and that's on your and your technique. Which would have played well here for Al, definitely, who, who was killing yeah. it towards the very end. Yeah, um, I gave I gave Moss the first round. Second one I have here saying ten nine to Al maybe. <laughs> so I'm still not sure about that. 24 hours later, and the the last round three was was really close as well. I'm not too mad at it, but um, what I was going to say earlier was it it when when fights are so close and even, a lot of times I I think the judges go into the zone of whose face would you rather have? You right. know, who's who's more marked up? And that's not necessarily the best criteria either, because some people will open up. Easier than others mm-hmm. with sure. Nick Diaz, oh, yeah. Vanderlei, um, but scar tissue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Scar tissue, you know, can open up. But that said, um, I think that that clearly that didn't play a factor here. I think it did with the fans though, because the fans yeah. saw that and were like, "Well, this guy's beaten up." You mm-hmm. know, I mean, he looked. You see a guy, and it's kind of hard to even ignore mm-hmm. that. You know, and you see him; he's getting combinations in there, and he's still driving, but. There's blood literally in the creases of his nose, running yeah. down his face, and it's. The- I think it's a good look. <laughs> you can tell because if you notice early on in that fight, the crowd was very much so pro Ayakinta, mm-hmm. or pro, very much pro. They were chanting him, they were chanting his name. So you can tell a lot of the fact that at the end of the fight, they were booing the decision because they yeah. even they knew that Masvidal won that fight. Well, here's the thing that he did too, where he opened it up to the crowd and was like, "Are you booing me?" Yeah. And like. Yeah. Hey, you got a bunch of drunk fight fans. They're gonna just—they're just gonna say yes to whatever you could have said. You're a stand-up comic. You know oh, that yeah. playing to the crowd. You, you, you give them the opportunity. You give them an inch, they'll take yeah. a mile. Oh, right? Yeah, totally. So <laughs> it was like, oh, bad choice of words. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, George, and, what do you think? Did you score it? Uh, I had it for Masvidal. Did you? I, I gave him the first two rounds. Uh, like the third round could have gone either way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would if I had to choose, I would have gave it to, to Rage now. But yeah, yeah I, I can definitely see how how. Everybody thinks of it as controversial, not just because of the post-fight comments. Mm-hmm. Whatever we heard of it, yeah, uh, it was very clear that what, was, what he said. <laughs> it is out there, guys. You can. Uh, uh, there was very East, clear East Coast feed. I think somebody had a vine. Like, yeah, so like, even like when I got the edited version, I was like, oh, I can tell what he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. easily. I, I'm a good lip reader. Um, but yeah, I, I really gave it to Masvidal. I, I feel bad for him because I really think he was very much so mm-hmm. uh, in control of that fight. Even even as far as as posture goes, I saw Masvidal was that that veteran that was looking at Ayakinta and saying, dude, I, I, I get you. I was once there like five years ago. Hmm. You know, I'm, I'm that guy. Yeah. So now fast forward and you can tell that Ayakinta was that guy trying to, definitely still trying to make a name for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sucks that now he kind of has that win, but kind of like an asterisk, you know, not officially, but yeah. people might not look at that as, as a I think it'll certainly uh, it probably check Al and Team Sarah Longo to tighten up mm-hmm. his game a mm-hmm. little bit more. I don't think it's completely the victory was completely undeserved mm-hmm. in that Al was a lot busier 
for those first two, two, three rounds. I, I felt like it, it was a matter of quantity versus quality. Al was throwing a lot. Yeah. Um, he did have a lot of good leg kicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you couldn't tell um, just from looking at uh, Masvidal's thigh. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was it was really bad. So yeah. you know that that is one thing that I'll give to Al. Yeah. It, yeah. It wasn't. It definitely wasn't a crazy robbery or right. anything. Mm-hmm. It was just like controversial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I yeah. mean, we've seen we had, we've definitely seen a lot worse. Oh yeah, like definitely this isn't even yeah. top ten, yeah. <laughs> yeah. even bottom ten of the decisions. But right. uh, yeah, and I hate to say, but I think that this actually raises Al's stock. I, I think the post fight interview, as much as the fight itself, oh, raises yeah. his yeah, stock. Yeah, I loved you know? it. It's, I mean, you know, it's almost know heelish, you know, to like he acknowledged to flipping off two little kids. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I see two little kids, the mutes, the two youths. Yeah. In the crowd, and and they say, I said, "Ew, you're the probably bad kids too." Let me tell you, they yeah. never clean their rooms. <laughs> I can tell these things. All right, I got a brother, you know. Right, um, but I think that that's um, people are gonna be, casual fans or will remember him. They're talking about him, yeah, and that's gonna be the guy that, totally. get, that continues to and get the heart, the, the heart of him. And yeah. I, I just I like I like somebody that speaks their mind too, and he gets a little. You know, on every single post interview fight, you know, every post fight interview to be like, oh, I'm really like saying my team and all that. Like, well, it's the worst time to have an interview. <laughs> like, yeah. Your yeah. head's obviously not on straight, you know. Either yeah. that or they have no... Yeah, they're gassed out. Yeah. yeah. You can barely put together a I'd coherent thought. I'd like to thank thought. the big guy to help me with it. Like, okay. We'll Whatever get... his name is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let's go back a little bit earlier. Um, in the uh, in the opener of the... Uh, of the Well, let's start with this. Performance bonuses. We haven't touched on that. Uh, Chad Mendez won for his uh, finish over Ricardo Lamas. Um, Dustin Poirier also had a uh, first round... Uh, it was a KO over Diego Ferreira, uh, Juliana Pena, she was, uh, you know, a first-round finish, and also Tim Johnson, new name that we haven't, uh, not a lot of people have heard of. That was in the undercard, um, heavyweight match versus Shamil... Ab- Shamil. Shamil, Shamil. Abdur Abdur... You got this. Damn it, I had it as <laughs> I was practicing this morning, watching the prelims, I got it. Uh, Stan was nailing it. John Anik was nailing it, and I was imitating, and In that was mirror. fine. Yeah, um, it was interesting fight because I don't know. Here's what I want to get at. Um, you know, you have four performance bonuses, and uh, as opposed to fight of the night, this has been the trend we've been mm-hmm. seeing. When there's not a, sh- a match that really sticks out in in your mind, um, it seems like the uh, the UFC brass tends to just give out four bonuses. I kind of question. I, I was always a fan of finding knockout of the night, submission of the night before we went into these performance bonuses, mm-hmm. um, and I kind of question that, that Timothy Johnson's performance was good. He got the win, mm-hmm. good for him. But I don't know that that's one that I would have really, you know, qualified as performance of the night. Right. Not, notwithstanding that everybody else though went to uh, went to decision. Right. Thoughts on that? I think anything you can do to make people go for it, mm-hmm. you know, and not and not play a game. Like I think yeah. anytime, because like rules make fights, right? That's like in every sport what the rules are, and if the rules yeah. are you get an extra X amount of money for kicking ass in the first round, you're going to yeah. try to kick ass in the first round more as opposed to be, you know, pace yourself out. Okay, it's three rounds I got to go in, which is 
the smart way to do it, but I want to see somebody out there swinging. I want to see somebody out there trying for submissions right away. And you know, if it's money that makes it do that, well, gosh darn it, this is America, and that's the way you should do it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. If you notice, all four performances of the fight, like you said, were all finishes. Mm-hmm. None of the guys that won from decision got a, got a bonus. So. Yeah. Was there anything on the card you guys thought that would have been fight well, of the night? What was your favorite it fight? It seemed like they used to give controversial split decisions, mm-hmm. like a fight of the night, just to be like, oh, so you didn't win, but here's the money. You right, know? yeah. <laughs> like, it was close. So they didn't do that. Like you said, they haven't been. I mean, I like the I Kinsa Masvidal. That was my personal fight of the night. Yeah. Regardless of the decision, just because yeah, it was a wrong decision, in my opinion, doesn't take away from the fact that I thought it was a very good fight. It was close and competitive, yeah. I thought the uh, the ref in the Lamas fight probably should have won something for letting that <laughs> go on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was the most beat to have. Right. A little bit ridiculous. Who was uh, that one? Our guy, oh, Big Dan Margliata. Uh, uh, yeah, it was like what? Giving Ricardo the chance to come back. Yeah, there. like yeah, he might make it. He might, I mean, I get it. It's the main event, but like, yeah, he's looking at even men is looking at him like, are we done here? Can I? Can I? <laughs> can I go home? What? There was a lot of feeling out with leg kicks in that match. Um, Mendez uh, rocked Llamas here. I think it was with uh, rocked him with a right, mm-hmm. and and Mendez, or, uh, sorry, Llamas uh, went back. He was scrambling, but was able to get back on his feet. But he still mentally was not he quite was, there. He was getting beat on. I mean, he was getting yeah. beat on the whole time, and you know, he wasn't actively defending himself. He was rolling over and like mm-hmm. not getting hit as hard. But I think that was also kind of because Mendez wasn't trying to hit him in the back of the head. You know, he right. was trying to like, yeah. listen, I this guy's out. Yeah. And like, there was a few times when it was like. He's unconscious. I that, think there was three times that we saw Lamas fall. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Once was the first time, and then the other two, I think, was oh. on his own accord, lack of balance and stuff. And before, and Mendez just getting hit on in the it. head will do that to you with the balance. So I hear. <laughs> so I hear. Anyway, yeah. I'll, I'll take your word yeah. for that. Um, but uh, yeah, Timothy Johnson. Um, getting back to him, you know, I sure looking at my notes. I I guess I got to give credit for uh, you know. Two times uh, was charging in with punches, cage clinch. He was coming forward. It seemed, um, you know, a straightforward attack, clinching. Um, I just it it didn't jazz me as much as I right. guess, you know we're talking about the Ayakinta Masvidal match. Mm-hmm. I would like to see those guys uh, be rewarded for for their performance. Masvidal right. sm- fought smart, even if it wasn't necessarily a, a dogfight like mm-hmm. uh, uh, like Al was was giving there. Right. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's the thing with the, the bonuses and the politics of it. You're like, where, you know, yeah. I think Al should get a bonus just for the amount of press they're going to get on him. <laughs> yep. You know, it's like, I, I don't know how they, how you guys want to run this, but, uh, yeah. you know. They, they give it for Twitter performances, mine as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. for <laughs> post-fight interviews. Um, Liz, uh, Liz Carmouche coming back, um, winning also by what was, uh, I didn't hear so much buzz in terms of a controversial uh, decision. It was unanimous by 29, 28 across the board. Yeah. But certainly very close. I have here, yeah. you know, the first and second. I ended up giving Liz, but mm-hmm. really by, by a hair. Yeah, just by a little bit. Yeah. I mean, didn't, Laura Murphy's kind of had that situation happen to her before, though, right? Where it was like not finishing the fights, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, I think she's her camp has been upset about decisions in the past. And it's like, yeah. you got to finish a fight. If you, you know, like you don't like the way decisions go in your favor, yeah. Work harder on finishing, and it's. I mean, obviously, it's very easy for me to say that here. <laughs> not getting kicked in the head right now, but that's... Well, she was busy mm-hmm. with with the striking, mm-hmm. just not uh, not quite landing 
you know, e- either coming yeah. really close or, or not landing hard enough on Liz to, to distinguish any damage. Mm-hmm. Or well, you don't see as many knockouts with women, mm-hmm. you know? It's just like, yeah, not heavyweight. <laughs> Listen to that. What's that old Sprite commercial? It's 7-Up, but uh, that, that strikes me as... Yeah, yeah, it's the 7-Up commercial. Ah, we all know that refreshing. women have capa- a capability of finishing mm-hmm. uh, Ronda, yeah. Ronda Rousey. Um, of course, not everybody can be her. Well, or it's like, you know, uh, right. Giuliana, Giuliana, too. Yeah, was just exactly. like, you know, had her... She was screwed, you know? Exactly. But, mm-hmm. So, like you, you don't say, see yeah, as many, just, yeah. I'm just <laughs> was there? Uh, did you guys have uh, have issues with that one in the scoring, or did you guys see that? For no, a no, it was just, you know, it was close. Yeah, it wasn't. It would have been nicer to see like a definitive, mm-hmm. yeah, something. Everybody likes yeah. a win, you know, like a good, good knockout, good submission. So mm-hmm. every time it goes to the judges, you're like, oh, this could, go, especially in a fight like that, where you're like, this could go. Anyway, and I would just be like, oh, well, I mean, was- it's to the point now where you think you watch, you're like, oh, well, so and so won. But then you're like, oh, you never know. You never right, know. Exactly. We, we've seen some fights where it's like, whoa, how did that even happen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It Usually involves me standing up and going, what the? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you know, pulling an owl. I was going to say, yeah, to that end, you know, looking at the scores here. Uh, uh, again, in that co-main event, you had 29-28 for Al, and then somebody saw it. Thirty twenty-seven. Yeah, I thought George. that was funny. That's guys. That that's a big. That's a big difference. That's yeah. two judges over here. I'm I'm framing up. Yeah, see me over here, and then one judge seen it way over here, well, right he, behind George's head. He you know? might have been behind a column. This is maybe. a tw- thirty twenty-seven over behind George here. There was <laughs> like a chubby up. camera guy. In yeah, it's hard yeah. to see the ref <laughs> bad placement. Yeah. Um, that one though, I, you know, I think that uh, it delivered to me in terms of close. I, I like those matches where it is very mm-hmm. close and you can debate either way. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. Another one we saw that let's let's talk about because there were a couple of uh, fighters returning from long hiatus, of course, including um, what was it uh, Clay Guida and Robbie Peralta, but Gray Maynard. That one mm. uh, stuck out in my head. Really kind of interesting. His uh, uh, his coming back. Uh, where are we now? Is it? Uh, George, you looking up his? Uh, I mean, yeah, that's what are you looking for? Oh, his 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 record there, four in a row. Um, f- coming back off of a a pretty long hiatus since August of last year. That's just a little bit more than six months. Um, what do we what do we take away from from Alexander I mean, Yakolev how, and, and I mean, how many how many what was his what was his was it is he one in five now? He is. Pretty much. I mean, he was the guy who was undefeated mm-hmm. going into fighting Frankie Edgar mm-hmm. uh, for the third time. He beat Frankie Edgar before. Mm-hmm. He had a draw with Frankie Edgar and right. his third fight for the title. He was literally still undefeated. Uh, but yeah, ever since he, he lost to Frank Edgar, yeah, he kind of the same. Yeah, hasn't ever really. I mean, he was a name. He was yeah. like one of those guys that you're yeah. like, oh, this guy's he's going to be wearing the belt. Strong wrestling, yeah. obviously. Um, training a lot with. Uh, he was with. Extreme Couture, mm-hmm. and then at a certain point, because he'd been there for quite a long time, made his way up to, uh, I believe, AKA, and was there for a bit. And apparently for this uh, this match, came back to Extreme Couture. Robert Fallis was in his corner. Um, now he's, that's four in a row. And Yakolev really seemed to, for a lot of the match, outgrapple Gray yeah. the Grappler. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that being four in a row for Gray, where, does, where do you guys think he stands with his career and was this mm. was this more of an indictment of of Gray where he's at or or Yakolev and yeah, I mean that, what we have to see from him 
that whole weight class is yeah. pretty competitive. So it's easy for even someone that's amazing to just kind of fade away a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I, I just think about like, I mean, when was the last win he had? It was against Clay, right? I think. Oh, like three years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it must be kind of frustrating for him to see Clay kind of who's. Well, let's see. He had he fought Clay in 2012, two matches in 2013, one match 2014. Mm-hmm. So they've been his you know his dance card has been a little more sparse. And it's not even previously. losing like close calls. I mean, three of his last four losses were by TKO. Yeah, yeah. So he's yeah. not like he's you know he's getting knocked out mm-hmm. first round, second round. So I think it might be that time. I think Dana's mm-hmm. gotta yeah give I him mean, that text. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> I already got a caller, so I think he might have to text him. <laughs> he's still got a. Uh, he That's doesn't, he doesn't have a smartphone that. though. I don't know if you knew that. He's got. A, he's still got the BlackBerry. He's, he's got the T nine. Man, I guess he's got a BB. His assistants yeah. have smartphones. Yeah, they I guarantee have all that. the smartphones. I love T nine. Once yeah. I actually figured it out after four years, T nine was the best thing yeah. ever. What was that? Is that the Terminator you before Robert Forrest? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> T one thousand T nine. You can understand how I would go backwards there. Scientific calculator? I don't know. Nobody knows. <laughs> okay. Look, coming back, though, another uh, great first-round finish. Uh, kind of more fortunate than great. Dustin Poirier uh, over Diego Ferreira. Mm. First-round uh, KO. The only KO of the night. Um, Diego came out swinging. He was, uh, he was aggressive against Poirier. And this was Poirier's return to 155, to, to preface this whole thing. Previously, uh, was the... Um, uh, the Conor McGregor match was that his uh, yeah. previous one, I yeah. believe, and that was at, at one forty-five yeah. uh, September last year, and now moving up to to lightweight. He spoke very highly in the post-fight interview and press conference about how he felt that much better. Mm-hmm. He felt like he could generate more power. That that was the right place for him. I mean, yeah, if you're cutting too much, you're you're not going to have any energy and. It's not a move, especially right now with this Reebok deal coming out, that someone's going to make lightly because you get paid based on your rankings within yeah. uh, within your weight division. Changing mm-hmm. weight divisions, you might have gone from a mid-pack guy to the bottom again. Mm-hmm. So it's not something it, you're probably going to see less of it moving forward because that's a huge financial loss to take, yeah. uh, even though it might be the right decision for your body. Uh, Very curious, too, to see how those rankings change. It sounded like mm. there was going to be some... Uh, a difference in in how the the criteria. You mean or, or not maybe... arbitrary? <laughs> like, Knock on wood. Yeah, yeah. hopefully yeah. they're. <laughs> um, they're weird. I mean, they're weird. They definitely condition. You know, they, they pick favorites, obviously, and it's it's a business, so I get it. But well, as at least publicly or on the internet, you see that there's an explanation of certain media that do vote on the mm-hmm. uh, vote vote on the the ratings. Mm-hmm. How their opinions are influenced, you know, remains to be seen. We'd have to have deep discussions with all of them to, to find out exactly, and even then read between the lines. But uh, and it's, it's I mean it's one of the most possible things, to, other than having a tournament. In which case, it's also like what's the matchup? Because mm-hmm. there's definitely guys. You look at the top ten of any weight class. There's some guys that can beat other guys, but can't get beat by someone else. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's all who you're fighting, what your style is versus their style. Sure. So uh, yeah, the the whole ranking system is you know. Yeah. Almost impossible to have 100% act, you know, make sense. But it sounds like we've got our answer already with Dustin and his decision to stay at 55. You like that, George? I, I, I'm a sense? big, 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 big fan of uh, Dustin the Diamond Poirier. Yeah, uh, I liked him at featherweight. Uh, kind of torn on who to cheer for when he faced McGregor, though, because uh, you know 
McGregor, that guy's crazy. You like the guy with a good promo. That guy's crazy. You see that, you see that press conference in Ireland? When he, with the oh, belt? Oh, God. Uh, yes. Oh, man. That was, just, yeah. This uh, world tour that they've been doing, guys. Uh, Even some of the build-up, like Boston, Vegas, like mm-hmm. everything. I wish I was at the L.A. one. You know what? That was actually pretty low-key. But, surprisingly but that guy can like I, I'm sure Dana White's having fun not having to put his promo his promo or you know mm-hmm. the, the, the marketing the promo hat because like hey, I don't have to do much McGregor's doing all the work now Aldo's like saying, like, dude I'm gonna kill you you're like that's what I want to see yeah. right. that, that's essentially you know mission accomplished guys what have I been saying take note Learn to cut a promo. Throw your convictions out there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they like that. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I like that Poirier was like, you know what? Let me switch it up because uh, it, it does seem that featherweight's kind of stacked. I mean, obviously with Mendez, Lamas, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Alden McGregor, Edgar, and uh, Faber now coming back to featherweight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so now you know who so knows? Like he, more natural weight, more powerful. You know, so I'm really excited at what he's gonna bring to that lightweight division. Now you guys. Uh, I'll, Take a take the train off the tracks a little bit though, but in in terms of weight, uh, cutting weight or mm-hmm. having to make weight, you both compete in, in tournaments. Certainly, sambo. Mm-hmm. Um, what's have you guys had to to fluctuate? And in your in the, your travels, you find tournament by tournament what weight is best, sure. or how did you guys approach that? Well, for me, anytime I've, I've done a few striking tournaments, mm-hmm. and you definitely cut more weight with that than you do with grappling. With grappling, yeah. you kind of you can kind of get away with it. It also depends on the skill level you're in. Like I used to, um, if I was doing a, a intermediate or beginner level tournament when I first started, I would cut weight because everyone was cutting weight. Yeah. And then you got into advanced and it was people were like kind of competing at what they walked around at because at least in grappling, these guys were competing a few times a month. They're not right. going to be cutting. Well, and if you're advanced and you're training all the time, you're just at better mm-hmm. shape all the time, you know? Yeah. It's better, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like it's almost like a veteran move where you've got your skills Mm -hmm. and you know what you're doing, but you also realize that if you're healthier, you feel more comfortable, you're better at those Mm -hmm. skills. And it's like, you know, um, some jiu-jitsu tournaments you have to weigh in right before you get on the mat, and so they're kind of like trying, yeah, like there's no rehydration period. So they're trying to get people closer to their walk around weight. Mm-hmm. What happens if you don't make weight in that scenario? Disqualified. You go home. Yeah. And the other guy is standing on the mat going, hey, dude, what yep. the F? Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. Ally Akinta. So or you... they're like, cool, I got to buy. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, now I or that. Go yeah. So here's a pro freebie. tip go there, give out candy bars to all your fellow competitors. <laughs> really fattening. Right no, freedom. yeah. I've been like pushed off of a scale aggressively before. I was bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know the Brazilians don't take kindly though. No. But yeah, I like. Weight. I mean, it. Dep- I used to cut more weight, and now yeah. I, I go closer to my natural weight just mm-hmm. because, I, like focusing on my training more than my diet. Yeah. But then there's also something to be said like when I'm really dieting hard and training, then it really puts me in that focus mode where like mm. all I'm thinking about is training because I'm not like. You know, thinking about what I'm eating because I'm only eating right. like rabbit But that's food. probably smarter to do between <laughs> tournaments, not necessarily leading up. Certainly not too close to that, right? Right, and just being nervous about like mm-hmm. like the right before you get on the mat. You know, you're nervous about making weight because you want to be as close as you can, and it's yeah. not like the night, but like the I mean, pro uh, MMA like they have to give you that day rehydration period. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, then we, it's like you know you're on weight and you you sweat it out and then yeah. you have the next day to rehydrate. You know, it's a little more I don't like thinking about it like up to the wire. So Do you think that that would fit in MMA at all? Well, same I mean, day? Yeah, same no, day. No, because I don't people, think so either. People would still cut and they it, would go in there dehydrated mm, and, and 
higher chance of, of brain, uh, injuries brain injury. Brain injuries and all that stuff. Way yeah. higher chance of brain injury. Right. When, you know, because where does brain injury come from? Your brain's sitting in this liquid. liquid yeah. And if you mm-hmm. don't have any liquid because you just dropped 25 pounds. Yeah. I mean, I did a, a jujitsu tournament where I dropped like 10 pounds the day before. It was the day before I went in. So I was like, and it was, that was easy. I mean, there's people really? that'll just go in the sauna and they just they yeah. come out. They look, you can count the muscles on them. You know, it's it's yeah. gross looking, but like you'll see some guys like just like a, a zombie walking up to the weigh-ins. You know, mm-hmm. and um, and fighters they're so competitive, mm-hmm. they want to win so bad. Any edge they think they can get, they'll cut. Yeah. They'll cut together. And guys that are on the fence that are kind of like I could be, you know, feather or lightweight. Yeah. Um, and they're going a lightweight, you know, it's not the healthiest thing. If they have to do it that day, they're still going to cut. Yeah. And it'll affect their performance and it'll it'll make worse fights. I wish there was a way to have weight classes that were more even because, A, some people can cut better, you mm-hmm. know, but you're going to have yeah, competitive people. Yeah, because you see people that are super good at cutting weight because mm-hmm. they've been wrestling since they were yeah. kids, you know, mm-hmm. and so then they have an advantage and it's just like the skill of cutting weight, you know. Right, like right. even Ronda usually looks real big and it's because she cuts yeah, a lot she's, and she's, she's great at cutting yeah mm-hmm. speaking of that um clay guida had a, a really good performance here and he's yeah. one mm-hmm. that you know uh, applies to this scenario talking he fought here at 45 previously a very popular 55er mm-hmm. had a very good run a couple of years ago at that weight class um i don't think he ever got his uh, title shot he was leading up to it and then got derailed mm-hmm. and and dropped down to 45 with a mixed bag of success right uh, now talking about going up to uh, back up to 55. Although I, it's funny because going up to 55, you would think that you would have that. Uh, may, maybe it's the mixed bag that he's just not happy with that and would rather yeah. you know go to where he had his success. But at the same time, coming off of a win, pretty unconventional to go. Well, let me uh, change weight classes. You would right. think that that would validate where he's at. Mm-hmm. You know, at 45. Yeah, and he looked great. Mm-hmm. Um, some really theatrical takedowns yeah so. a lot of big takedowns he he owned that uh, in this match and and being with uh now with alpha male as well you know certainly a place where guys are, are experts on cutting sure. oh, yeah. safely and, right. and in a healthy comfortable way um what do you guys think uh 45 55 um i think yeah where he's at now is is good he looked good i mean it's yeah. like why there's like a tendency to like want to change things when things aren't going well, which is not always the mm-hmm. right thing to do. And it's like, on the other hand, when things are going well, yeah. stick with it. I mean, he looked good. Yeah, I agree. Stay there. Yeah, I agree. Stay there. Not really, not really much as I have. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did his thing at lightweight. I mean, actually, I mean, he holds a victory over both Pettis and Dos Anjos. Mm-hmm. So then again, that was four years ago. So, I, I mean, I mean his happen. mixed bag of success, has he blamed it on the weight? on cutting too much weight and not, not feeling think, like himself or whatever? No, I, I don't remember anyone specifically saying, Okay. hey, man, you're like win and lose. You're like so-so. You kind of suck at featherweight. Mm-hmm. What you going to do? <laughs> I, I don't think it was. Hopefully it wasn't right. uh, wasn't motivated by that. And God forbid, uh, you know, pity pity the journalist that phrased it to him like that. Right, yeah. <laughs> Dump you on your head. Yeah. Juliana Pena, Milana mm. Dudovic. Let's talk about this. Don't call it a comeback, although it certainly was. I want everybody case. to go to some of the previous uh, afterbuzzes to our end of the year special. Hi, I uh, picked Juliana Pena as my fighter to watch for 2015. Yay. Boom. Uh, so I'm not just uh, coming on the hype train. 
<laughs> I'm already right. there. I'm already there. It was documented <laughs> yeah. a um, year ago. I thought she looked good. I mean, mm-hmm. a little rusty within the first like ten seconds, but of course, like mm-hmm. you know, that's her first fight in like a year and a half. Yeah. Um, yeah, she looked good. She looked strong. She looked powerful. Uh, you know, the, the, those brutal elbows. Oh. I mean, some of them didn't look like they connected, but then some of them did. Then finally, the ref was like, "No, no mas, no mas." So. I mean, she. When, yeah, which when, was good. <laughs> when she first got on top and she was uh, in mount. Throwing down, it looked like an after-school beat-up session. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was Christmas like a world story. Like was, yeah, yeah, somebody in the back yelling <laughs> world star. She was waving her hands up, just trying, like not defending at all. And that was another one. I was like, "Come on, ref!" Like, yeah, there's, there's two ways you can handle getting punched in the face mm-hmm. when someone's mounting you and she did not do the right way she was just kind of either flailing or turning but it was not actively defending herself she right. was getting hit and then once those elbows started to come down i think you just had to step in and say she All right. dudovic was in a in a i'm sorry uh dudieva pardon mm-hmm. me was was really in a bad position once i mean it was early uh early in the round um she was uh, scrambling. Dudiatov uh, got the trip takedown. Mm-hmm. Pena was able to scramble mm-hmm. into full mount. Great balance, too. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, but Dudieva was really stuck in a bad position for quite a long time. The referee gave her as much time as possible to get out. Yeah, right? that was definitely not an early stoppage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't call it that at all. Right. Uh, you know, and that's. As any anyone that's ever been there, that's such a crummy place to be in. And sometimes, have you been there? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh yeah. And it's not fun getting when someone's on top of you and they're just yeah. You know, in, in on the other hand, Didier was not doing a very good active right. defense. She wasn't trying to catch any hands. She wasn't trying to bump her. She was yeah. literally, especially at the beginning, just flailing her arms in front, <laughs> which prevented her from getting hit. I admit and. Yeah. Looked ridiculous. It was kind of like the or just like Jedi lightsaber yeah, deflecting yeah, yeah, yeah. the shots, right? Exactly. Uh, fighting off the drone army. Uh, <laughs> it was, you know, but when you're getting punched in the head, there's somebody on top of you. You can't breathe good. You've got the lights of the octagon shining down your head. Yeah. Sensibility kind of goes out the window yeah. at that point. Yeah. yeah. You know, I give her I give her the benefit of the punch right. in the head. Right. Now, but I'm really happy for Juliana. It was a really yeah? good fight. Yeah. What's your connection with her? Oh, well, we had an intoxicated pull-up contest once, Uh-oh, but that's hello. about that's. <laughs> but Who I'm friends won? with it. Well, to be fair, she wasn't really fully extending, Who but I didn't want to, her to re-injure her knee beating me up, so I didn't say anything. Yeah, who won the shots for shots? Oh gosh, well, I don't. Mm-hmm. You guys going some secrets? <laughs> We've gone I... to After Buzz Taxi Confessions here, guys. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I don't remember. The who yellow was and more black is not just for the buzz. I love Julian. I wish I would have done her outfit. I should have bugged her about it, but no, next good. time. Yeah, because she'll time. clearly be coming back. Yeah, just, for sure. You know, exactly. I mean, no, her outfit. Just, you just got to throw it in here now. Like, I mean. She looked really good fighting, but her outfit could have sure used some help. Right? <laughs> I would have liked to see some midriff on Juliana. <laughs> we all would. <laughs> I see her on the. I would probably just might as well put her against Liz Carmouche. Yeah, I think might as well. Role. Might as well. I mean, they both just fought, so it's fair, you know. Right, mm-hmm. right. So, that was everyone gonna else be, is booked though, so that's pretty much why. That was going to be my next question. Of course, people started dropping the seeds already about Juliana versus Ronda, mm-hmm. um, almost maybe even mm-hmm. as a as a backup. In case something happens to Batch, God forbid, mm-hmm. um, is that? Uh, do you think that's a little bit too early? It's yeah, too yeah. Got, yeah. Know. She needs just to get her confidence back. I mean, there's yeah. there's ring rust. You know, there's going to be at least one other fight. You yeah. know, and I'd like to see whoever they put against Ronda next to be kind of 
brought up a little bit more, you know, through mm-hmm. the the last couple of fights. It seems like, oh, here's someone for Ronda to beat up, you yeah. know, as opposed yeah. to like letting the other girls fight it out. And I, I'm sure that that, that pay-per-view money you get with Ronda is intoxicating because she's one of the biggest draws, without a doubt. But yeah. Like let somebody else develop a little bit more to beat her because it's and not they're definitely easy. just still developing the women's division, sure. you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. trying to get well, the, yeah, and they don't want Ronda to lose for sure because that's I mean she, she for the most part they're not too worried about that. Yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, other than <laughs> this point, she hasn't been at risk yet. I mean, really. Cyborg maybe, mm-hmm. you know. Cyborg, we saw her recently at Invicta. She yeah. looked good, right? She right, looks good. good, and if she can make that one thirty-five. The, but that's a big ask. The de- yeah, yeah. The, the details and the uh, the yeah. factors all involved mm-hmm. in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, we could go on for a long right. time. And with many that. people have, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, Michael Chiesa and Mitch Clark. Michael Chiesa coming out. It's really strange. Unanimous decision. Scores of 29 26, 29 26, 29 I felt, I mean, this was a, it was a decent match mm-hmm. for, for both guys. I did give Kiesa the win. Uh, I have here 20, well, my score was uh, 30-27. Although, oh, no, I'm sorry, Clark, I did give Clark the, the third one. Um, where do you get, with, with 29-26, these were two independent judges coming up with this score. Those are pretty big discrepancies. That means that right. both judges saw a 10-8, which I could understand in the second round, mm-hmm. and then... Presumably a 10-7 in the first, or or maybe vice versa, 10, 10 there, in the first. Was there any penalties, maybe? Not that I know. Right, no, they would have a penalty in the, the undercard match. Yeah. That maybe it's the same me. judge doing the Al's fight too. You know, like I, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, he's, he just wants to be different. You know, he doesn't want to. <laughs> uh, Not a good time for it. Yeah, you know, it's his mm-hmm. unique streak. Uh, yeah, it's a it's, it is a pretty big discrepancy. Um, George, how'd you score that one? I had Michael Kiss at just thirty twenty-seven. I just yeah. he just grinded him. He just mm-hmm. in control. Just I I could Kiesa see the, the, the second uh, Kiesa was pushing with cage clinch. Uh, I'm sorry, no Clark. It was, but Kiesa got a trip takedown and mm-hmm. controlled Clark a lot with a uh, with a body triangle. Came was working hard for rear naked choke. Never got the arm under the neck, but. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pressure. I mean, I yeah. was on the edge of my seat waiting for it to finish, mm-hmm. and and it didn't. I could see that as a 10-8, but, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't see that in, in the first round. 10-7, or what, what did you say? The, the, it would have well, to have been, it would have been like a... If we assume that mm-hmm. Clark, it, given that it was a 29-something, right. Clark won one round, which I would assume was the third. That's uh-huh. the one... Well, he came the closest, as far as I'm concerned, which means that Kiesa got the first and second, but four points off of that. That means, yeah, I guess that was at ten eight. Maybe ten eight, ten eight. Possibly, yeah, ten eight, ten eight, and the, yeah, I guess that that math may work as well. But I just, uh, I was surprised. When you at go that. to the points, the total point system. That's your right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that would make this math a lot easier. I'm like, oh, I'm an MMA fan, man. I don't got to take my shoes off to count that. Many. <laughs> Build tri- it up from zero. Oh. Um, all right, then. Well, Chad Mendez, Ricardo Lamas, you know, this is a, a bit of a bottleneck here in, in Featherweight, as we were mm-hmm. talking about 145 uh, just a little earlier. Uh, Mendez finishes uh, Lamas pretty uh, pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, well, middle of uh, the first with a TKO, just knocking him around like a pinball. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. 
bouncing him around. I mean, it was once that first hit landed, they kind of both swung at the same time. Mm-hmm. He got that, I the think it was a right in. Yeah, and he head. just, yeah. and then after that, it was all just yeah. a matter of when the fight was going to stop, probably, you know, again, a little, a little late. Um, but uh, the question is, where does Mendez? Beyond this fight, where does Mendez go in the weight class? He's exactly. I mean, you have Frankie Edgar versus Uriah Faber, which yeah. I'm looking forward to that fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if that's Faber, next month, right? That's yeah, uh, end of so. April, I believe. And of course, you have Aldo McGregor. Mm-hmm. But like, does if Faber wins, does he fight Faber? I mean, he's got to because he can't Faber. fight in, unless McGregor wins. Can't fight. He's not going to fight Aldo again. Like, if he fights Edgar, I'm sorry. If Edgar wins, I think he should fight him. But mm-hmm. I don't that know, makes man. sense. But, but Mendez and Faber, you're not going to be able to make like, that Like, is there happen. anybody... Oh, I know. Is there anybody that's, like, on the up? You've got the rankings right there, buddy. Talk to us. I don't know. Everybody I see, everybody everybody I see is kind of, like, maybe Max Holloway, but that's kind of, like, a step down. I mean... No if, offense to Max Holloway, but if Mendez, Mendez is, like, the number one contender. Yeah, if he wants a title fight, McGregor's got to win the title. Yeah. I mean, that's basically mm-hmm. that, what it's got to come down to. Otherwise, he's... Or he ends up accepting a, uh, a top uh, or a, a middle... Middle ten guy there, um, Clay and uh, Clay and Mendez possibly. I mean, that's, it, bit, that's another step down. Probably. That would be a big, big it, for Clay. It but. would be for Clay, but oh, I mean, it, a step up for Clay, but you know, a step down for Mendez. And, but then again, and if Mendez wins that, though, where does he go from? He's still in the same spot. You know, he doesn't kind of move anywhere. But it keeps him busy for a little bit, mm-hmm. and that's a fight that you could market on a fight night. Right. Versus said, Mendez. Yeah. I mean, if if Mendez Aldo three, like, and it's an opportunity. Like you said, it's an opportunity for Clay. Yeah. It, but yeah. it's it, you know, Mendez Aldo three is probably not. A, you know, not going to sell those, a lot of pay per views. Those trilogies you know, are for... only good whenever it's one and one. Exactly. Not, not one slaughter, two. The second one was a good fight, but I mean, mm-hmm. clearly Aldo won that second fight. Mm-hmm. Sure. But if Mendez, uh, he said that he did want to stay busy, I would think that that would make. If, if Mendez has to wait and see what happens with the McGregor Aldo mm-hmm. fight and the title, um, that would make sense. I, I would think it makes sense to keep him busy. Um, if he beats Clay. Which on paper, rankings wise, he should. He at least stays busy, mm-hmm. stays warm to see until after July. Um, if Clay wins, then the, the promotion has Clay Guida on a on a rise to, uh, you know, to to go forward. Now we got a new guy in the top ten mix. And if Aldo stays champion, you have Aldo and Guida, which mm-hmm. you can market at least, right. even if it may seem on paper like a one sided thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if McGregor wins in July, boom, you know, we, we've hit the like, restart That's button. the best thing that can happen to the to that division. It really is. Yeah. Uh, you get a lot of fresh combinations there, and you avoid the, well, we have to do Faber versus Mendes now. Right. Because that's not going to sell enough tickets, no. I don't think, for for those guys to justify it. This is one of those weird situations that happens every once in a while when you have such a dominant champion where the rest of the excitement in the mm-hmm. in that weight class kind of like fizzles out because mm-hmm. if nobody can touch him, we then were, it's all like we're fighting for seconds. We were just t- talking about that about Ronda Rousey yeah. after mm-hmm. her yes. last fight. I was mm-hmm. like, who does she fight next? Yeah. Like Even even fading, facing Betch Cohead August 1st, that's like a stretch. Like right. She yeah. hasn't even fought. Like, it's the like they need to really nurture that division mm-hmm. kind of it's it's so hard when you have that'd be like you know an Anderson Silva too, you know. walking into mm-hmm. UFC 2 you yeah. know what I mean like just somebody <laughs> that's just so much better than everyone else fighting around him it's it's yeah. tough with Ronda but 
You know, and I hope they don't. This division doesn't peter out because it's such an exciting. I mean, guys that size are just so fun to watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's always been a tough. Yeah, like, yeah. A good division. Um, and you know, so I and just who doesn't want McGregor to win because just on entertainment value, the Brazilians. That guy, yeah, exactly. The Brazilians <laughs> don't want him to win. They're happy yeah. with the way things are. Let's yeah. keep the status quo. Right, right. <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, he's just he's so entertaining. But is he ready to? to win that mm-hmm. you know is he I mean he's definitely good everyone thinks he's sure. not good but is he that is he champion good well and on top of that if he wins the title it's going to be really interesting to see the pressure the pressure of being a champion mm-hmm. I know this from my many reigns as UFC champion mm-hmm. um, in the video game the pressure <laughs> to keep that title is is much different than the pressure to to attain it. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got nothing to lose when you're chasing after it. Also, sometimes, and listen, I'm generalizing about his personality. I don't know uh, mm-hmm. Gregor at all. Some guys, you know, they have the fire to be the underdog, mm-hmm. and they have that. They, you know, there's something that drives them. And then once they get to the top, they kind of they yeah. enjoy the partying a little bit. Maybe they enjoy the mm. celebrity a little bit of it. And everybody loves the champ. And then they yeah, and then tra- maybe I'll start training an hour later today. It's harder to train when you're sleeping in silk sheets. Right? Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, I could. I mean, that's just completely a guess, but mm-hmm. it could happen. Let's. Uh, we, we've gone over the show. Let's break a little bit. I want to hear a little bit more about your background. You guys. I know uh, connected mo- most directly. I'm connected to you guys at least through uh, Josh Barnett. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a guy that really seems to enjoy taking. Uh, he has his own little flock of yeah. uh, of students and, mm-hmm. uh, and and followers, and he, you know the what he brings to to the table as a coach. Um, how long have you guys been working with him? And uh, and tell us a little bit about him uh, as a coach. I mean, I, I think I. Went to his first animal sacrifice about, and that's oh, how you get in. Yeah, that's how yeah. you. That's how you. You know, that's the first rule of training with Josh. Is I've yeah. known him for about three years, and he's a great. Um, mm-hmm. He's coached me on like the sideline before. He's cornered mm-hmm. me before, and he's a great corner and mm-hmm. like motivate. You know, motivational and like. I need that. I always need someone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This is what it's all about. <laughs> so he takes a soft approach to you, not just the kill, kill, must get blood, bring me back. No, live. I don't. You, know, you don't get that and he one? May- <laughs> he's nicer well, to me Well, he's than also you. like I've uh, encountered or just like peeked in on or experienced a little bit of his like if uh, you lose mm-hmm. the, the lecture. The mm. lecture is no good. Mm. The, at the post fight, like. What is the like, lecture? As, I'm just, I mean, if you don't. Is that like, the, you I'm feel disappointed bad in you? Yeah, yeah. I'm disappointed really? in you. That shouldn't have happened. And you're, Ooh. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the parent, you really what screwed up. What just happened there? Mm. Uh-huh. Like, sort of. Not thing. the angry, just the, I'm not going to waste energy on you kind of, I'm disappointed speech. Yeah. yeah Ouch. About that. Yeah. That's he was, difficult. <laughs> he, he crushed me when I lost once, and he was really nice to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But he's not, I mean, he's kind of more of a coach to no, you. No, he's, um, no, but. Uh, uh, but yeah, he's a he's really good to all his students, and he mm-hmm. ha- I I mean, he he also I feel like invests time in girls, which is nice. He like right. always really has, impressive. Like, worked with he's girl been, fighters, yeah. Yeah, he's been ahead Shana of the curve. Shayna Baszler, he's, she's he's worked with, with her forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, who am I thinking of? Um, Japanese fighter uh, on the tip of my tongue, um, Nagumi Fuji. Yes, mm-hmm. I love yeah. <laughs> well, with with Japanese fighting or with women's fighting. 
having been so popular for for much longer than in Japan and the mm-hmm. U.S. and Josh being connected as he is in, in Japan, I guess it makes sense. But uh, right, um, must be nice to see him bring that over. I mean, he's certainly been a proponent mm-hmm. of women's MMA for quite a long time. Yeah, like even. Yeah, I met actually I realized I met him through an old coach, Janelle Marquez, and she oh, wow, okay. um, was a would have you know she had a, like a tragic back injury and had to get surgery, but she mm. was like you know one of the she'd been wrestling forever and was just right. a beast, and then had that back injury, but she would have like come mm-hmm. up she would be a beast right now and right right. In UFC. Now, as we talked about Chuck, you have also a background in sambo wrestling, yes. Russian sambo. Yeah, yeah, I. What's your thoughts on that? I mean, tell us a little bit about it and then also where it fits in with MMA. Does it fit in? Oh, yeah, sure. So I I started actually uh, doing Sambo in New York. I'm from New York originally. And there's Sambo is a Russian martial art. It was kind of started Mm -hmm. in the Soviet Union as their like military martial art. And it had kind of two schools of it. It had the sport sambo, which was kind of almost like judo, mm-hmm. um, different, slightly different rules. Uh, and then it had combat sambo, which is kind of like where you get fedors from, where mm. uh, punching and kicking. It's basically MMA with like a judo jacket on. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I trained uh, in New York under what was called freestyle uh, sambo and combat sambo. Mm-hmm. Freestyle is kind of like an Americanization of sport sambo where you are allowed to do chokes. You're allowed to do a few other submissions that aren't in traditional Russian sambo. Uh, and, I mean, sambo is a great intro to MMA and a great way to train for MMA because, um, like I said earlier in the podcast, um, fights are kind of decided by what the rules are. And mm-hmm. Sambo, yeah. the rules in Sambo promote fast entry, fast submissions, uh, because they'll stand you up if mm-hmm. you are stalling at all. Hmm. You can't close your guard. They, it's all really? about moving the pace yeah, very quickly. Uh, and so you've seen a few guys come from Sambo that, I mean, are especially combat Sambo because you're used to punching and kicking sure. and integrating that with a, a takedown game. Mm-hmm. And not just, I'm a wrestler that does some Muay Thai. It's you train from the beginning in like, Okay, I can throw this kind of big looping punch, get an overhook, do a hip toss, mm-hmm. all from the beginning, as opposed to taking a few different styles and sticking them together. Right. Um, so I I think, I mean, Sambo is a great thing, and we're going to see more people coming over, I think, from Russia and the Caucasus, like uh, mm. uh, B from, from uh, I think he's from Dagestan, mm-hmm. you know, a lot. MMA is huge in these countries. Really? Oh, yeah, huge. And, Interesting. Uh, the problem with these countries is they're also super dangerous, some of them, and, like, kind of poor. So uh-huh. you don't see as many of the guys coming over. It's a lot harder to get a visa, obviously. Okay. Um, but I think in the next, you know, five, ten years, we're going to see a lot of these guys coming up from Russia that are just animals, you know. I've always been surprised that judo didn't, in, in the evolution of MMA, play more of a factor. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's been, like, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. When it comes to... Yeah, I mean, judo is one of the most popular sports in the world. Is it you really? Know? Yeah. I, mean, I didn't know that. It's Outside of America, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what it's it the soccer of grappling so... for the rest of the world, you okay. know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's just, so it is it is surprising that you don't see more, like, really strong judo players. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm fortunate to, to train at, there's a cool judo dojo um, tenry near, like, on the east, like, Boyle Heights. Okay. And, um... Like, it's super international there. Like, there's all really? these, like, French gra- guys. I'm always the only, like, whitey and the only girl, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of, a lot of uh, in France, I believe, in yeah. gym, people, and they don't 
wrestle as much and they're more likely to do judo it's very common to have judo class in high school and junior high yeah so really? i'm saying it's surprising yeah. that there's not i think a lot of that is because a it's a traditional martial art and b the way the rules are especially you know now that's an olympic sport mm-hmm. uh, kind of don't don't lend themselves as much to mma um mm-hmm. when a lot of your game is based on grip fighting then it's hard, you know if you don't have a gi a lot of that's gone well with brazilian jiu jitsu most of the stuff you can do with a with a gi on you can also do without a gi there's i mean obviously some chokes and certain mm-hmm. techniques but like you get on somebody's back you choke them out same either way you know right. it's uh, you armbar somebody it's pretty much the same mm-hmm. little changes but in in judo uh, nawaza which is what they call their groundwork is also limited they don't let you fool around down there too long so mm-hmm. It's only people that are real exceptional talents like Rhonda, I think, that have been able to make that transition. And mm-hmm. uh, hopefully we see more because judo guys are super exciting. Like Parisian uh, was a judo guy. Yeah, and sure. I mean, how fun was he to watch, you yeah. know, hip tossing dudes like left mm-hmm. and right. You'd see uh, Georges St. Pierre obviously did a lot of uh, kind of judo base takedowns uh, that he learned, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Training wherever he did in some mountain, I'm sure. And, uh, some French mountain. <laughs> well, with the UFC opening up, their markets into uh, the Poland, obviously, just uh, in a few weeks, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, and then possibly Russia this year. Yeah. You, you think that we'll uh, we'll have an influx of Russians oh, and Eastern definitely. Europeans coming in with those skills? I, I don't know if you've ever seen the sport Daido Juku too. No, it's, I call it space karate. It's basically interesting. It's basically bare knuckle karate, like Kyokushin, right? But with a like a bubble face mask, so they can punch to the head because bare knuckle okay. and they headbutt. And it is, Ooh. Google this, it's the coolest looking sport, really popular Say it in again? Russia. Daido Juku. Daido Juku. I don't karate. ask me to spell it. Okay. But sound it out, Google will help. Got it. And it's one of the coolest sports and really popular in Russia. Uh, and I mean, there's been Kyokushin knockdown karate guys that have made the transition uh, to MMA, but not as many because they don't punch to the head. Mm. Um, it's only body and, and head kicks. And so what would end up happening is you have these really badass black belts go and do MMA mm-hmm. and their hands are down by their belly mm-hmm. because they're used to defending their, their right. body and they get punched in the head. Um, yeah. But this, like I said, this sport's really popular in Russia. I'm hoping you get some of these guys because they're wild and, and awesome. girls. Every chick I've ever met, Russian chick I've ever met, was like really hardcore, yeah. badass yeah. chick. Yeah. So hopefully we see good girl Eastern Europe and Russian girls coming yeah. in too. Space karate. No, is one what, thing what's that... your guys's like dream? Is it to be in the UFC at some point? Oh or? no. She says defiantly. No, I mean I'm 28, so I, you know, and I do jujitsu, and I'm like, you know, I, I'm a fashion designer, mm-hmm. so I, I'm pursuing more like a hobby, win-win world. Oh yeah, I mean, I, it's like a life hobby. Like I don't know, I love jujitsu, and mm-hmm. I love competing in jujitsu, and I mean having a fashion line, I only have time to do so much jujitsu, and if I was even going to do an amateur MMA fight. Like, I would want to commit to training so much more than I mm-hmm. can train now. Like, I don't train enough jujitsu as I want to mm-hmm. be able to train, you know, because I'm just like a no, competitive industry. Multiple that I'm things in. to juggle. Yeah, like, a, you know, and, you know, fashion's like <laughs> anybody that works in the industry is just like, it's just crazy. But, um, but anyway, I make time for jujitsu and I love mm-hmm. it. And it really, I love the kind of the insight it gives me to. Um, MMA too and you mm-hmm. know to like any sort of athletic chick it's like just nice to practice what you preach and 
I mean, it's just super. I just believe in like women's sports and. The, now, as I understand it, you've you designed a ring attire for uh, was it Shayna and Colleen Schneider? Yeah, or? I've done Shayna and Colleen Schneider's uh, Invicta fight, and Shayna uh-huh. did her last fight, UFC fight, fight night, and it looked cool. She's, I mean, her nickname is great, uh, Queen of Spades. Right, so yep. it was uh, it was easy to. <laughs> inspiration <laughs> if she has such a good nickname and then but anyway I'm just you like get, trying to change the look What's you got that Bellator fight you're designing something. yeah and then upcoming Bellator next mm-hmm. weekend I'm doing um, Chad George right. Savage so anyway not limiting to women what's but. the mot- motif on his uh, his attire there um, Giant Tasmanian devil coming out or something? <laughs> or you don't no, want to say? No, there's no... I mean, honestly, it's just his sponsors, and I did a real simple design. Uh, like, it's a... Mm-hmm. You know, there's some, like, graphic involved, but I just, you know, kept it clean. Yeah. <laughs> but, I don't, yeah, no floral or... T- <laughs> well, we've got a full month of fights coming up here. Uh, looking to, to the board. On the 11th, we'll be back next week uh, talking about what takes place on the 11th. Uh, Gabriel Gonzaga versus Mirko Krokop. That is happening in Poland. That's a rematch. Yeah, rematch like from several years, years ago. ago. Guys, yeah. go back and look it up. That was one of the mm-hmm. uh, the all-time highlight uh, highlight real kicks for UFC history. Uh, on the 18th, Luke Rockhold and Lyoto Machida in a very important showdown at uh, 185. Pounds. That Although is. I'm excited for Jacare versus Yoa Romero from that from that night. That's on that same card, right? That's the 18th. On that same card on Fox. Yeah, yeah. Be good to get see that one actually happen. It was originally Paige, Paige Van Sant versus Felix Herrick. Boom! There you go as well. That one's really stacked. And then at the end of the month, of course, we've got uh, UFC 186. Demetrius Johnson uh, defending against Kyoshi Kyoki uh, Horoguchi. And what I find is a really interesting topic here, the return of Rampage Jackson. Mm. Quentin Rampage Jackson coming back to the UFC, uh, scheduled to fight Fabio Maldonado. Little caveat, I'm going to put an asterisk here. If this happens, there is still the issue contractually with him, uh, Bellator, uh, mm-hmm. challenging the uh, the validity of Jackson's departure from mm-hmm. Bellator. Uh, Jackson... Uh, Basically declared himself a free agent um, and, and and re-signed with the UFC several months ago. Um, there is supposed to be, I believe, a judge's decision coming down this coming Tuesday, about 48 hours from now. And, you know, what I find interesting to this as it relates to this whole card is if the judge um, decrees or, or goes in, in favor of Bellator and the plaintiffs, that pulls Rampage off of oh, the show, sure. possibly, which means that the show itself in Montreal, the biggest sh- the biggest uh, name there, the main event, mm-hmm. DJ Demetrius Johnson versus Horiguchi for the featherweight title. Um, and not much underneath there, really. Michael yeah. Bisbing versus C.B. Dalloway. It's going to be a cheap tickets. Notwithstanding that, you're right about that. I yeah. mean, originally it was supposed to be Hedden Burrell and T.J. Dillashaw. Yeah, this is one of the cornerstones. The Montreal shows were consistently a cornerstone, mm-hmm. almost like an annual thing yeah. for the UFC. Um, and, and, and now, you know, it just bad timing, things mm-hmm. going wrong. MMA's huge up there. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to pull something else big together if they lost Rampage. But mm-hmm. on the other hand... It, it, you know they have pretty big, uh, pretty good lawyers, so I'm sure they yeah. wouldn't be putting his name out there without at least some confidence that mm-hmm. they're going to win this case. But yeah, to because the cr- they were still talking about it yesterday as if it was happening. You would think that they would at least hold off on it, maybe like a few mm-hmm. days, because yeah. mm-hmm. especially because of this coming Tuesday. Well, yeah. Uh, well, that's why I bring I it up. I, I find it very interesting then that uh, you know that they would continue to promote this thing 
they must know something that that we don't know. Right. Um, so they got that money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So Did you guys see Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania? No? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> guys, this is our first show back since WrestleMania, and of course, I mean. So I was there. Can, can we not miss that? Uh, I was there. How can we miss? All right. You weren't, you weren't the sitting next to <laughs> yep. trying. They were all there. You were trying to get in there? I, they... saw them, I saw them at the hotel, though. Not Rhonda, but everyone else was at the hotel. Just talk to them. Say, no, hey, Shayna. Why won't you come on our show? No. Oh. Jessamine, why won't you come on our show? She said that you, don't, she said you haven't hit her up. Oh. Uh, who, who said that? Shayna. Shayna is a little <laughs> bit wrong about that. If Jessamine said that, she's really wrong about that. When Jessamine wrote won't return my texts and it's not that creepy i'm not i'm not that much creepy am i i mean tell me warn me i'll See, change the gonna, terminology i was gonna ask him for the show but i was just saying oh sergeant slaughter let me get your autograph <laughs> oh bret hart bret hart picture picture understandable so, yeah so, yeah that was me um what did you guys think of the wrestlemania moment george i mean you were there that was cool thoughts. i mean i kind of saw it coming yeah just because it was like well don't they have a movie like that just came out Oh, that's so, right. Weird and, and just the whole like scenario. I'm like, wait, Ronda's right there. Uh-huh. Let me start a Ronda. Ra- oh wait, they've already started a Ronda Rousey chant. chant. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Nice. So definitely a cool. I know it's a re- uh, MMA, but it's cool WrestleMania moment because it definitely felt like it was a big deal. Right. Like, I guess at the end of the day, it definitely shows just the drawing power of you know UFC sweetheart Ronda Rousey. Right. And then it just mm-hmm. bring in some some chick or, or some other chick or even a guy. You know, they brought in Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. You know, they could have brought in yeah. anyone, but they brought in Ronda Rousey. She's arguably, I mean, she might be the most famous MMA fighter right now. Mm-hmm. Because, not because among MMA fans, but because fans that don't know MMA mm-hmm. know who Ronda Rousey is. Mm-hmm. While they might not be able to mention anyone else. And just because she's such the sweetheart, she gets other, she's more likely to get, like, the movie deals. Yeah. and She's mm-hmm. a babe. You know, That's the heart being a babe. There are any... Other, you know, dudes that I think have been in the swimsuit issue. Yeah, I mean, regardless, <laughs> regardless of, your rep- of, not. Her, yeah. of her reputation, some people say she's a bully or whatever. She's very much so a media darling. Mm-hmm. Like, she, she, that's what matters. Yeah. Nothing I mean, also, she's like, she can be a bully. She's a champ. She's a badass. Yeah. Like, she's like, You know what really whatever. bothered me the most about that whole thing, though? I, I was so torn about it. It was great to see this thing happen i think it's great for for mma and i'm all for just about any exposure that sport gets that said she hip tosses triple h and there was a long standoff i mean god knows like the build-up to get ronda into the cage or the the ring itself Mm. was probably what about four maybe even ten times as long as the cats and gano fight altogether (laughs) i mean they milked that Yeah, yeah they milked that thing so finally she gets in there and she's standing off and Triple H rushes in and he takes the uh, the hip toss and then she just stands there. Frankly, I really wanted to see her kick his ass. I mean, maybe it's the mark in me, but I was ready for that. Don't go after him. Well, you can still get him. That's how I knew wrestling was fake because all of Ronda's matches are done within a minute. So yes. that's how you, you, know, you know it was staged. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. Where's where's the ground and pound? Yeah, it's the thing. That's the thing you don't see. But you know, I mean, who knows? Doesn't Maybe help the story. They got they got to sell out a hundred thousand seat stadium next year, so we might see Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania next year. I'm sure. I'm sure if she's still the champ, why not? It's probably super fun. I wouldn't be surprised by that. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like that. There's this crossover between the two because I was always wondering, like, well, when when MMA becomes popular, people are going to still like wrestling, and it's mm-hmm. like. It, yeah. I think it probably makes the writing of wrestling even better too, because they kind of have to step it up, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
there's kind of like a resurgence right now in professional wrestling, which is cool. I dig it. Yeah. Me yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> in no small part, I'd say fuel. You can watch me at WrestleMania After Buzz that I did like three days ago, by the way. <laughs> I was going to say no no small part. I think it was fueled a lot by Brock Lesnar. Oh, yeah. And, again, this is something it, – it's interesting to see in the history of MMA. Shoot, I mean, our, our guy Josh could speak volumes about this whole thing. A lot of MMA, its success has been based on and sourced by pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. This was the case in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yoji Anjo going to, to challenge uh, – not Hoist, excuse me, um, Hickson – Hickson or Hoyler Gracie mm-hmm. uh, in the famous gym challenge, right. in, I think just down in Torrance, actually, that ended up leading to uh, um, uh, leading to creation of pride mm-hmm. in Japan. And there was a lot of crossover historically, pro wrestlers that would fight MMA, oh, yeah. uh, MMA guys that would do, would do uh, pro wrestling. That never, obviously, that never really got to the U.S., at least mm-hmm. in terms of awareness. Well, but. I think pro wrestlers here, and I don't know if it's because the money is better here or yeah. whatever, but they don't didn't as often actually fight. You know, everything was, it was, uh, was the term, it worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so, but in Japan, like, well, these guys would do, they actually would fight, you know? Yeah. So, um, so. Yeah, even so, like, I, I love watching Josh Barnett, not watching because he's not on TV, but uh, hearing Josh Barnett uh, even commentate, like, the New Japan stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I watch it every single Friday, and I love what him and uh, Mara Next, bring. Access mm-hmm. TV, yeah. yeah. Really good show. Oh, Another. yeah, and that guy, Josh, knows his, yeah. knows his double mm-hmm. wrist locks. Single wrist locks. He knows his terms. Yeah, but he he's does, got it all and down. And he does use all of his MMA uh, knowledge yeah. and, and puts it all together. So yeah. I'm like, yeah. to me, it's like the best of both worlds. Right. You know, yeah. so. Totally. Yeah. All right, guys. We're going to wrap it up here. First, uh, thank you to our guests here, yeah. Chuck. Thanks for having I'll, us. Uh, talk to us. Uh, where can we find you on uh, on the internet and uh, talk about upcoming uh, stand-up coming gig, up? Yes. Say, gigs and things you got going Pulling on here. my calendar up here. Uh, <laughs> you can see me. I'll be at uh, Sunday the 26th at the HaHa ha Cafe in North Hollywood. On and Lancashire Boulevard. That's right. Thank you for... I, I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, every Wednesday, you can find me at Casey's Irish Pub downtown. And every Friday, you can find me at the Formosa Cafe in West Hollywood. Nice. And my website is chuckludwig.com and uh, at chuckludwig on Twitter. Um, and I have on Twitter and Instagram at the Defila, that's me, and at Defila Clothing, that's where you find all the workout wear and go buy some clothes, defilaclothing.com. You do customs as well? Yeah, I do customs and, you know, sponsoring good athletes and all sports, so, yeah. I'm going to talk to you later about a little skirt and halter top idea I have. Oh, for yourself, <laughs> I assume? Well, you never know. <laughs> you never know. Horge? You can find me at G Hermosa at G H E R M O Z A. In case you're not reading what the the thing says under, if you're listening on iTunes, G H E R M O Z A on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter. You can see all my WrestleMania pictures too. And he has a lot of them. <laughs> and my Invicta pictures from a few years from a few weeks ago too. <laughs> a few years ago, old Invicta. Yeah. Invicta. <laughs> I'm J Tan seven one six Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Yeah, our production booth is in there. It's about to kick in three. Two, one. Happy birthday, Kev. Talk to you guys later. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. 
I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.